0: Today on the Power Hour, episode 198, Ranger Merch Review, Boom Studios, Power Ranger Comics, Part 12, The Altarian War, recorded on May 1st, 2022. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four Eyed Radio Network. It's time ranger up with your host. I'm Eric, also known as
2: b 47
3: I'm Ro, also known as Wolf Queen.
2: Is it me next? Sorry, I yeah. don't have the notes up. Sorry. <laughs> Hi, I'm Callum from the Lightning Collective podcast. I should probably get those up now.
4: I'm Tyler, also known as Tyler MC.
1: And I'm Dr. Ben, still a free agent. Well, beloved, dub dub. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon.
0: Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more about supporting Ranger Command Power Hour. Thanks for our $5 and above patrons, Charles D, Chris P, Steve F, AJW, Jacob P, Steve M, Tyler B, Tyler W, Charlie N, Craig M, Liz M, Mason M, Jason O, Kevin R, Steve R, Hassan A, Bo H, Josh P, Derek G, and Teresa B for supporting us. This month. Remember, you can go to link tr.e. Ranger Command PH for all the links for Ranger Command, as well as our Amazon affiliate link at Amazon.com slash shop slash ranger command ph. Welcome, gentlemen, to the next comic review. How are you all doing?
2: Doing good, doing good. Doing good. Yeah, good thanks. Was good to be
0: back awesome awesome so it's kind of that weird time in power rangers where there's not a lot of news going on in case you guys have anything you want to talk about either in the fandom before we jump into
1: um hasbro get your shit together <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing with your figures oh, where they're man. arriving in pieces and just so messy what's going on man
0: Yeah. It's kind of crazy. I think from what I've heard from like around, apparently, I guess with these new figures, uh, especially the Ninja Rangers, apparently they're no longer being made in China, but Vietnam. So maybe a switch between production facilities has caused some problems. Um, because I know this Ninja Ranger wave
4: has been plagued with with issues i don't know what's going on with distribution or anything but i was in canada last week and went to a toys r us just you know for a flashback and to see if they have (laughs) any uh red ranger centuries i could pick up and i mean they had all the TMNT cross power ranger figures they had most of the ninjas like they of course had the zeo megazord just so much stuff that i know would take like a huge radius of searching back home to even yeah. find, like it's crazy.
0: Yeah, distribution is is kind of all over the place, and there was a uh, GI Joe fan first Tuesday this past Tuesday of of we're recording, and obviously Emily is part of that brand. She used to be on Power Rangers last year, and she moved over to the GI Joe team. And it was just such a stark contrast between like the 13 minutes, the kooky 13 minutes that Power Rangers got. They even explained, hey, here's why some stores release things earlier than others. And here's logistical issues and this and
1: that. Like they explained everything. We don't have an official reveal of Silver Space Ranger. What the hell is going on? He's been sitting on my shelf, thanks to Eric, for
4: like the past (laughs) several months.
1: Since October.
4: I'm never going to reveal it
1: why to this
0: day, I don't think anyone's found one in an actual Walgreens no. where they're supposed to be. <laughs> no. Never. Was. I,
1: a Walgreens is across the street from my apartment. And I just like sort of mosey on down. I'm like, Zane here, Zane here. And no, no.
0: Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Recently, my friend, Steve picked up a Ninja white Ranger for me and He's in the same state, so he just dropped it by. But yeah, the distribution on these is crazy. It seems like I'm in this Power Rangers desert where I'm at, even though I've got multiple targets with an easy driving distance. It's just bare bones for the these Power Ranger sections.
1: I'll give them credit that I think the Ninja Turtle Rangers are the best things that they've ever done.
0: Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I I love those figures. Like I, I got shredder recently from Hasbro pulse surprisingly before big bad toy store. Right. So yeah, when pulse had those in stock, I had to pull the trigger uh, because I wasn't going to wait around for big bad toy store. But yeah, that shredder figure is absolutely
4: incredible. It's awesome. Also, I don't think I've seen anyone post any defects online i've seen defects for most of the ninja figures by now and a ton for the latest wave but every single person who's gotten a ninja turtle figure has been like these are amazing yeah i'm gonna get all of them look at this setup
2: that's probably down to nickelodeon because they they were Mm. or viacom because they were heavy heavily involved like the marketing for these weren't they for like the live streams and whatnot so i think hasbro as a company must have like really stepped up their game to to impress Nickelodeon and Viacom to be able to to do it and then maybe in the future they'll do like another partnership with them on you know different brands or maybe transformers i think that's probably wise because hasbro were like right no mistakes whatsoever apart from like a few minor ones like shredders morpher but like qc wise it was pretty spotless wasn't it
1: yeah i'm happy with my set i've got them out of the box and they are sitting on one of my shelves and they're very 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 quality
0: I just did a rearrange of my shelves because of my bomb two shelves. I've got all of the complete teams. And then the rest of the Lightning Collection figures I kind of boxed away for storage or whatever. And I had one guy on social media like, Why you buy them just to store them? And I'm like, what I do with the figures after I buy them is yeah, no one else's that. business. Yeah. It's like, right. what are you on? Yeah, <laughs> like maybe I just don't have the room right now to to display them.
1: We're sorry that Eric isn't one to zoom them around the room, <laughs>
3: right? <laughs> and the collection looks nice, man. I see the ZO in the bottom, brother. Look, looks. Oh, awesome. yeah. I love.
1: It. I got the
0: Zio. So I did all the complete teams going across here. I like to display the artwork for Tom Whalen. I don't know in the future with this. Plastic free packaging, how the design for Rangers is gonna change. I would hope that they keep his artwork on the spine and side for consistency sake for Lightning
2: Collection. I'm not sure on that. Yeah. If they keep him on for the teams that have already been released, but then they decide to change it up um depending on the team, I'd be fine with that, just as long as whole teams look the same. Consistent for me. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: That's fair. I don't know how much they're like commissioning him for. I would hope that it's not that expensive. But he's done some posters for like some pretty high profile stuff. He's oh, done yeah. a lot of Marvel posters oh, yeah. and stuff.
0: He, he's done even like a Radiant Red. Yeah. Uh,
4: I got that variant, variant cover. Yeah. Up. He's got a couple variants in there that are real sick.
0: Yeah. So he, I mean, he's in high demand. So I hope Hasbro is paying him right for Power Rangers because I'd love for him to stick right. around. Yeah. I love that style.
4: The ones they didn't use as artwork for recently, I have hope because they're at least kind of like repeats. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because they didn't use them on the gender swap, red and yellow, which, fine. You can only kind of you redesign that so many yeah. times on the box. And didn't use them, And the Draken helmet, which, again, you can only redesign Draken so many times until it yeah. looks the same. So I, I really do hope they continue using them going forward. Yeah. Do you
2: reckon that's why they haven't revealed the next wave yet? Because Ooh, they're waiting to see if there was backlash to do with the packaging. <sighs> I mean, it would be too late in the game for them to change anything, but do you reckon they're, like, letting... Like potential backlash to die down before they. I think it's several on. issues.
1: I think that that could be one issue, but I also think that Hasbro doesn't give a shit about Power range mm-hmm. Uh,
2: they wouldn't have bought it if they didn't care. I, well,
1: I, I may, maybe, but like, it just feels like they just.
0: I don't want to say that they don't care because obviously they bought it for a reason and it's sure. one of their IPs. But I will turn that phrase around instead of saying they don't care. It's not a priority for them.
1: Yeah, they care about other things more comparatively.
4: Eric, you retweeted a thread that I posted a little while ago about like the fan first Tuesday for PR right. and the D&D direct that they had for Dungeons and Dragons. Just night and day, it was like mm-hmm. a difference of 12 minutes. Like right. d took 12 more minutes and they announced five books that fans have been clamoring for for years. They had like a small update on the movie. They had like new board games announced, new nanny figures. They had like pre-made trailers for everything and like the effort that went into that and the care looking at the Hasbro uh, financials, D&D has been bringing in a lot of money lately. It just keeps growing. So of course they're putting more effort into it, but you also have to wonder if they're putting more effort into it and it's getting more money versus like, if you put more effort into PR would it, then begin to bring in more money as well. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean?
1: I don't know. I get a sense that they may not. I mean, Power Rangers isn't as popular as it used to be years ago. And so I think that they're sort of still treating it like that. And have we heard anything about those Netflix things? Have we?
3: No. Nope.
1: Remember when we spoke about that stuff? Oh, yeah, that was a while ago.
2: That could be dead in the water now with the stock absolutely plummeting or stock market plummeting for Netflix. Yeah. Probably a good thing they haven't brought it up yet, to be honest.
1: Remember when I said, I'll believe it when I see it?
0: Uh Well, I mean, I'll believe it when I see it too, but I think, you know, as a fandom, we're so desperate for, for news. I mean, people are just having like wild rumors and just unreliable uh, things that are just kind of floating around out there. And yeah, I mean, I'm in the same position when it happens. Cool. Like I'm all for it. Let's get going on that. But they announced this Entwistle stuff back in 2019, 2020. Yeah. And, you know, I, I know there's a certain amount of pre-production for these things like we've talked about in past episodes, but at some point they're going to have to start revealing things because it'll be the 30th anniversary next year. So I don't know if they're just holding off for things like Power Morphicon or New York Comic Con, San Diego, like those big tentpole news milestones that we usually get. And Toy Fair was completely moved from its usual February spot this year all the way to October. So Ooh. we're in this drought of power Rangers news. And for me, it kind of works with the timing, like, cause <laughs> you know, episode 200 of Ranger command is coming up this month and I've, I've got a baby on the way. So I'm not completely sunsetting the podcast, but it's not going to be as frequent as it is right now. But, but that's the thing. It's like, we're, we're kind of all waiting for like the next thing for power Rangers. And thankfully the one consistent and why we're all here today is, is the comics. The Mm -hmm. the comics are my monthly fix for new power Rangers content. And whether the quality is good or bad, at least I have something power Rangers to talk about. And that's why I love the comics so much. It's because that's my fix for new story
4: content. Right. Even when it's, you know, quote unquote bad, they take a swing, you know what I mean? In the comics. Like they clearly give a lot of thought and care And sometimes it works out really well. Sometimes it doesn't quite work out quite as well. We always know that like they're doing something new and interesting with the brand And it shows just, like, the versatility
1: of Power Rangers as a whole. Right. As long as you find a way to make Power Rangers universe less frustrating, I will uh, be happy. But that will be a different discussion because Eric will kill me if I derail uh, this discussion with my frustration with that series.
0: I'm frustrated with it, too. So much so that it kind of derailed my reviews on the site. Because issue four, I was like, it's not going anywhere. (laughs) And... Maybe it'll be different because we've said on this show before when we're reviewing the comics things hit different when you read it all together,
1: yeah. yeah,
0: and I think that's what I'm gonna have to do with universe is I'm just gonna have to read it complete in one sitting to really crystallize my thoughts on it because month to month it just feels like there's barely anything happening. there's a lot of words, there's a lot of discussion. But I feel like the plot is just, like, they're just running from point A to point B with no real consequence, so... Yeah. yeah. I don't want to get all on Power Rangers
1: universe. <laughs> no, but I think globally it is a good example of some books that can definitely feel that they read better as one as big thing. Yeah. As a trade versus single issues. And I think you could take that thought process and it's not just Power Rangers, but just comics in general. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that frustrates me about that title is that it's a 499 book. And right. like, for a 4.99 book, you should be able to get not a complete story, but a good story that you can really talk about. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel like you get that with this book. You get that for a 3.99 story with the main book, I yeah. feel. And I hope that that makes sense. But I think that that is that's a big sticking point for me.
4: Well, the main book also has an easier job where they don't need to introduce these characters.
5: Yeah, the main book, you
4: open it up and you're like, there is Jason, Trini, and Zach. I've known these characters since I was four. Right. Right. (laughs) And admittedly, they've evolved quite a bit in the comics, which I really like seeing. It's like they're different than their TV counterparts, but I still kind of have the TV voices in my head and I read the books. You know what I mean? For at least almost 100 issues in total now, we've been seeing these characters and how they've behaved in all these like different situations they've been presented in the comics where again universe will get off of it soon i swear but like <laughs> it's brand new characters with like yeah. very alien names which is yeah. like cool and immersive but i forget them all the time yep so yep. It's, it's a different type of challenge
3: yeah i feel like universe is kind of one of those things where how do i best say this mighty Morphin and power rangers that's a pocket it's a great pocket and sometimes it's good to just stay there. Sometimes you don't need to expand. I like the one-offs, you know, like what is it? Um, we had the power with the couple power Rangers and space ones. Unlimited.
1: Unlimited. unlimited. Yeah,
3: I like mm-hmm. those, you know, because it kind of expands on the lore that we already know. But something like Power Ranges Universe is more just it's more or less like a why. That's why I want to read it in trade to see the yeah. why. It's just yeah. gonna into the main line. It's just, just gonna be a one-off thing. So that's why I'm not too interested in reading it month to month It's I, I told you guys in the group chat, it's chilling in my folder at my comic yep. shop. I'm going to yeah. pick all of it up when it's all wrapped up, but that, that's what I'm looking forward to like, why the, why I need to know the why.
0: Now, right. one thing I think the, the why, and it's like when I was reviewing this Altarian war arc, which we're going to talk about, they keep bringing up dark specter not only in the main line, but unlimited touched on dark specter, big time Mm -hmm. universe is all about dark specter. Yep. I think this charge to 100 is going to be dark specter. Finally unleashing Mm. on mighty Morphin and power Rangers. It's been a buildup for like three
1: years They keep like whispers of dark specter, dark specter, this dark specter, that he's coming up. Well, we've got Andros coming up. We've got Zane and Andros in that, in that, is it going to be another unlimited?
0: It's another unlimited.
1: Yeah. We've got Andros in in the main book coming up as well. I think you're right. I think that once we get to 100, we are probably going to be, it's going to be a dark specter sort of thing. It it makes me wonder, and I don't want to get too far off topic, but it makes me wonder if we're going to have a one-off issue mm-hmm. of Mighty Morphin or Power Rangers that won't even involve the teams at all and it'll just be about Dark Specter or if we're going to get an unlimited just about Dark Specter because I think we kind of need that.
4: Like an origin kind of thing?
1: Yeah, 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 something like that, maybe. I mean, maybe we don't need that. Maybe we can fill in the blanks with the previous Unlimited. I think it'd be cool.
2: We did get that with Zed in Unlimited Power, didn't we? And I yes, found yeah. him a lot more mm-hmm. compelling after that issue than before. That's what i so yeah. Well, I would imagine we'll probably get something similar to that later down the line.
4: I hope they just swerve and give us like Malagor. Yeah, like you think it's <laughs> right. gonna be their expector. No, no, <laughs> evil to him, brother. They pull a switch on us. Yeah, <laughs>
0: that's the question I wanted to pose to you guys because we haven't really talked about all that much the charge to one hundred. And it's happening right now in the comics, starting with issue 18 for both yeah, series.
1: 18 pretty far away from the number 100. How would yeah. general audiences know <laughs> that we're actually going to 100? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So
0: that's why they've been doing these legacy
1: I covers. Know, I know. God, I know.
0: <laughs> I hate those
3: so much. They look cool though, but I hate them.
0: Well, that's, that's why I wanted to ask you guys, do you think this charge to 100 is leading back to a fusion of one title under power yes. Rangers?
2: Yes. I don't think so. Cause I feel like they're doing really well with the two series, two series in general. So I don't see why they would feel the need to go back to one series to tell a story. But then again, like the Omega Rangers, I haven't read any of the charge to 100 stuff. I mean, um, Altarian War, but the Omega Rangers, from what we know, they've got a limited shelf life. They'll need to have something where they're st- they still exist, but they just, you don't see them, right? or whatever. So we know they've got a limited ser- shelf life, but I don't feel like they will go back to one series. Yeah, I don't feel like that would be the case.
4: I mean, the Omegas don't have to come back to Earth until Zeo, until Jason becomes yeah. a Gold Ranger in Zeo. That's the next time we see him on Earth so even then
2: they could still be around in zeo they just need to disappear during zeo
4: yeah
1: okay i said yes i'm kind of half and half which i know is sort of a lukewarm answer but if they go to just one title Mm -hmm. i don't think parrot is going to be on the title anymore
4: yeah it'll be just mac
1: Groom at that point i think i think it would just be groom i would think
4: i think they're going to wait until ryan parrot wants to be done with it Right, which I haven't, I haven't heard any indication that he's going to. I haven't heard up anything either. Soon. No, so I don't imagine it's going to be happening soon. But you know, I mean, they have evolved the comics with PR, like they had the comics. You know, I think starting right after Green with Evil, and now mm-hmm. they're kind of into season three of MMPR. Or, I mean, they haven't gotten the ninja powers yet, so I think there's still plenty of timeline yes. to go until like we need to consider having the two teams kind of come back together again.
3: I'm going to put on my tinfoil hat. Put my tinfoil hat. <laughs> I think Parrot may be thinking about bouncing, but not anytime soon. Because, you know, now the whole thing with the Radiant Black universe that's kicking off. And he just launched his series, uh, Rogue Sun, yep. which I still check out. And it seems like that Radiant. It's
4: sick. It's so good.
3: Oh, it's I've good? had
0: the pleasure of reading up to issue four. Which comes oh, wow. out this month. I love Rogue Sun. It's awesome.
3: Mm-hmm. That brings me to my point. Like that universe, we're seeing it expand very mm-hmm. quickly. Now we got Radiant Black, we got Radiant Red. We just yep. had the super super massive. Now we got Rogue Sun, and I feel like this thing is gonna become its own monster in itself. And I feel like Parrot is probably gonna be more involved with that. So like I said, Tim hat. Maybe the charge 100 yes. is us leading towards him eventually leaving. Yeah.
4: If we want to talk verse I could spin this episode <laughs> off and do that all day. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love the Massive Verse so much. And it's great, partially because it's fed in by a lot of people who started off in PR.
5: Yeah, Started mm-hmm. off
4: as writers following Kyle Higgins. And then where they're like, I want to do my own Ameritoku comic. And then they go off and do amazing things. Once they're kind of let off the reins a bit,
0: we've got Melissa Flores doing yeah. her own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it dead?
2: Lucky dead. It's lucky. Dead lucky. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yep. I could be wrong, but isn't Ryan also going to be working on a TV show for something like a separate thing?
4: Oh, I haven't heard that.
0: Yeah. There was, there was something where they picked up. Oh, a uh, dead day. His, yeah. his comic series, dead day was picked up for uh, becoming a television show. So Uh, I I think he's going to be, I think, an
2: executive producer on that. I'm not surprised because that book was really fun. It was really good. I, I loved the idea in that, and the execution was great. Like, that book was, I
1: would support that all day. But what I'm saying is that he's going to be busy.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's why I'm I'm kind of leaning in, into what Ro is saying, because I think this charged 100 will kind of merge the books or maybe at least the end for now for Omega, because the Omega Rangers are Ryan Parrott's baby. He said on this podcast that he loves writing the Omega Rangers. He loves playing in that universe where they get to go to different planets and experience different things. I feel like they wouldn't put someone else to write the omega rangers sure. yeah because he's been so involved in in their creation and their development and their storyline right i
2: feel like he said plenty of times though that he's more than happy for people to eventually when it does happen he's more oh, than happy sure for people to take over and then you know take do their own spin on stuff because that's the whole reason why he brought draken back wasn't it because it's been a while since i've listened to anything that he's been on but uh, I feel like he said that he had a conversation with Carl about it, and they both agreed, like, "Oh yeah, do it if you want." So, I could be wrong about that.
1: And he also said that yeah. if he was going to do Draken, he didn't want Draken to be the same Draken as previously. Yeah. Exactly, and he's not.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: No, this is a crazier Draken. Yeah, this is this is wild card Draken, and he <laughs> yeah. does in Altarian War. He does do a lot of wild card stuff, yeah. which
2: I feel like is more exciting because. It with is. someone in a leadership role you sort of know where they're going to go especially if they've got an army they want to take over something or they want to defend something or whatever but with one lone dude that is nuts what's he gonna do
0: and he's, he's got his own ship now
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> he had to go
4: above and beyond to defeat full power dragon you can't have full power dragon in the series again without that being the threat now he's like like if napoleon went crazy and had a Full of vampires it's like that's gonna be a problem someday um and uh we're gonna have to deal with that but he's just kind of going crazy doing his own thing that'll be a problem for another day
1: you just like stirring the pot hey tyler write that book
2: i should write that book <laughs> i'd like to see that book that'd, that'd be fun awesome. yeah
0: so we're gonna talk about all the elterian war which covers issues mighty morphin 13 through 16 as well as power rangers 13 through 16, and the entire series was written by Ryan Parrott. Dude's a beast when it comes to the, I don't know how he found the time to do any of this. And artists, uh, Marco Renna for Mighty Morphin and uh, Francesco Mortarino for Power Rangers. And actually did an interview with Ryan Parrott that was almost three hours where we talked about the Altarian War. And you can He's check- so good. Thank you. Uh, You can check that out on episode uh, 195 of the podcast. So now we're just, we're going to talk about Eltarian war and our, our own review of it earlier in these reviews, we talked kind of did an issue by issue thing, but I liked the last time conversation where we just kind of just talked about the event as a whole and different characters and and their arcs. So where do you guys want to start off? First off, just in general overall, Elterian War, what were your big takeaways or your feelings about this arc?
1: It definitely feels like this was the story that Ryan always wanted to tell. Mm-hmm. That's my big takeaway. This was 100% the story that he wanted to tell, unfiltered, with no filler, and just like everything had really built to this and it was just back to back to back to back important things
2: i read it all in one go this time around rather than issue by issue per month and i thoroughly enjoyed it compared to unlimited what was it no unlimited power yeah unlimited Mm -hmm. power yeah it was just so much fun and every issue it ended on a climax and then i was like oh how are they going to top that and then next issue he did it again and i'm like what Okay. And the next issue, did it again? I'm like, stop it. But yeah, I-, I thought it was great. Um, for me, the ending, what I'm gonna say is like classic Ryan Parrot, where something comes out of nowhere and sort of not saves the day, but sort of saves the day. And it sort of did that again here. And I just feel like there should have been at least one scene somewhere in one of these six issues that just not explained it because we knew what was going on, but just that we got a bit of background on it so that it didn't just come completely left field. But yeah, for the most part, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Great stuff. I love
4: the designs in this series. Mm-hmm. You know, they went above and beyond for, I mean, you got Century Force Four, all incredible designs. We got Zordon in his uh, you know, Iron Man power suit with <laughs> still still with like the bulb head, like the Mr. Yeah. Freeze like bulb, which yeah. looked amazing and is clearly so like a resurrected Zordon, but is like Zordon still kind of in like a mobile little tube i mean the white tiger dragon sword hey something
1: we got it we, we got, got it. it
0: we got it i'm waiting for my uh megazord zap or whatever of, of that thing that would be incredible i'd, I'd be happy
4: <laughs> with like a cassette version you know yeah, the, yeah me too what the, what, are the, what are those called the like the retro the, the retro, retro ones. Ones. yeah the yeah. retro megazord something i'd it, be yeah. thrilled with one of those what if they attach an nft but i would love just something.
0: No, no, no NFTs. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> NFTs, no. No.
0: <laughs> Tyler, with your talk about the designs, I completely agree with you. One thing I loved about the uh, Zordon suit design, and I don't know if if it was intentional or not, but to me, with all the different the the silvers and the golds. And kind of the chest design, I kind of figure it tied into Gosei Knight or uh, 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 what's his face, Uh, Robo Knight Mm. in Mm. Mega Force, because he was created like Gosei was created by Zordon. And so I feel like it almost has like those Altarian vibes between the two Mm -hmm. armors.
1: Yeah, I like Um, that link. I never thought of that.
3: Well, what I think about Altarian War, I think it was a very personable story. And it also made me appreciate Unlimited Power even more mm-hmm. because, like Unlimited Power, again, it was just like a lot of buildup, and Ataru door was just like, all right, cool. This, this is was the pay- all the payoff, yeah. It yeah, off well. I like that we got to see, you know, Tommy and Matt finally work together. Uh, we got to see the Omega Rangers and the, the MMPR Rangers finally put the differences aside and come together because this this was a serious threat. And man, there was just a lot of great character moments here, like especially towards the end where it was Zed and Zordon just what's his name fighting. I keep forgetting his name. Um uh, Zardis. Zardis, beautiful. Mm-hmm. I ne- I'd never thought I'd see the day. Like I was like, is this is this for real? Like if I read this, like is this is really happening, and and we got it. Um But overall, man, I always say this every time we do these reviews. Like, okay, the story that we just came from is my favorite. <sighs> dude this is it man like i i didn't think he could top necessary evil he topped necessary evil how does this man keep doing it i don't know how
4: (laughs) i don't know bro i completely agree with you with tommy and matt coming together but matt and zach as soon as matt like takes his helmet off i screenshotted this moment where he's like oh hey um how's it going man Zach's just like what like this dude i played football with is the the green Ranger now, like it's just like in one scene you see like, Oh wow. I've missed a lot while I was out Mm -hmm. in space.
0: And that's one of the things I really appreciated with that moment was because it ties everything that we knew from go, go power Rangers and, and what Ryan brought to go, go power Rangers. He crafted that series. And, you know, I, I think people forget that Matt knew Zach since they were like little kids. Yeah. Yeah. Seven, cool. eight years old. They've known each other for a long time and I've seen other people do reviews or comments and I get it. There's a lot of hate for, for Matt that's out there, but unwarranted. yeah, I think it's unwarranted because there's so much that Ryan has done to build up Matt I mean, his character arc in Gogo was incredible, and he kind of disappeared in the background a little bit. But for bringing him back to be the new Green Ranger and do all these different things, like reveal his identity to the world, to going off on his own and training with Grace, it's a different take on the green ranger and what they're doing after this arc, what they've been doing. And even the, uh, the preview that we got for mighty Morphin 19 now Zordon is trying to connect with Matt because they don't have that connection. Like Matt keeps getting his name wrong either like on purpose as disrespect, but yeah, I love how this arc for Matt is like, like reconnecting with Zach. That was such a great moment. And it was a small, like, you know, one-page thing, but what a payoff for a buildup of of this character.
1: The one thing that I had an issue with, I think, in Altarian War was how they handled the Imperials. I felt like they were, they kind of like went out with a whimper. When you do something that, let's call it what it is, it was a gimmick when they did like those covers. Like when you tell a story like that, you're expecting something, I think, a lot bigger but Then to see that they were working with Zardis the whole time didn't really sit well with me.
2: I wouldn't really say they were working with him. They they were sort of there's that um, crystal, that yeah thing they that were under had. they were under yeah. his control. Like they, they knew what they were doing and they were sentient, but he basically had them on a leash.
0: And what a great moment when Grace broke that leash when she surprised Zardis and destroyed the crystal with the psycho dagger. And then yes. that's when the Imperials were like Great. We don't have to listen to you anymore. Like we'll spare Elton for cool. the end. Yeah. But we're going to wipe out the galaxy. That was
2: a great moment.
4: All observed is his plans. Just revolve around on crystals.
2: It's, it's either like the control
4: crystal, the <laughs> zeal crystal, just that man needs a crystal.
2: Do we find out how he got that crystal? It's been so long since I read the comics and then I I binged them all today. But do we learn how he got the crystal or did he just sort of pull it out from somewhere and
1: I don't think so. And that's that's one yeah. of the things that doesn't like work well for me.
0: I don't think there was a point that we found out that he found out about this so that must have happened in that ten thousand years as he was the supreme guardian maybe he just came across this at least that was what was inferred because i know zayla had that mission to the ship before this altarian war arc and that's when she was captured they wanted to gain that crystal because that controlled the imperials so yeah i th- i think that's something that i i kind of agree with with ben that that was like a key component that was missing in terms of explanation
1: i will say that the payoff page of the blue emissary and i'm looking at it right now like tearing Ooh, that yes. in half was, that was sick was sick mm.
2: i threw my fist in the air because i thought that was yeah that was awesome that was a really nice callback to that that cover yeah i can't remember was it like 39
1: yeah it was like 39 or those story
2: covers yeah yeah by dan mora like yeah so having that cover recreated in the book was great to see and i thought it was it was very well earned i I felt like for the balloon emissary to to do that and i love
0: his line as he's doing it and as it began so it ends i'm like yeah just the full mm-hmm. circle that was such a great moment
1: yeah even though it's a tiny bit weird that the blue emissary is back
4: i don't know i mean it's kind of a. Uh, i don't know if all the emissaries are back now he kind of talked with them and, and was saying
2: i'm gonna search to see if they're resurrected or I mm-hmm. so yeah what i got from it was the they were resur- i mean like this is just what i took it wasn't flat out stated but like i would imagine they do exist again but he's having to go find them again. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So they could be, you know, elsewhere, or they could have just been like, you know what? I don't want to deal with that again. I'm just going to do my own thing. So um, that's what I took from it.
0: I'm looking at the last panel uh, and he says, Zach tells him what's the rush. You just got back from the dead or wherever it was you were. I honestly stopped trying to figure out all a while ago. And then he, the Blue Emissary says, the universe is in chaos and the emissaries are incomplete. It is my responsibility to maintain order and I cannot do it alone. And uh, Jason says, and we destroyed the Orange Imperial. You were resurrected. Shouldn't the other two emissaries have returned too? And he says, Jason, for the first time in my existence, I have no answers. I do not even know how much time I have left in this form. Because yeah. of this, I must traverse reality and seek out the Morphin Masters myself. And he's not saying emissaries, seeking out the Morphin Masters. So yeah. I think yeah. there's that tie into universe. So why have universe introduced these as the the Morphin Master teens
4: if maybe they're still out there somewhere? Right. I know I shouldn't. I still get Morphin Masters and emissaries mixed up in my head. Sometimes I read like Morphin Masters, and I'm like, "Oh, you mean the emissaries? Like the people who look as though they have mastered the grid and have all the different like suits like yeah. fluctuating on their body." But I keep forgetting they're two completely different beings.
0: They're the emissaries of the of the Morphin Masters. They speak right. for the Morphin Masters. And in this arc, when Billy is on that quest with the blue emissary and Yale gets pulled in that too, when they're searching for Zordon, the blue emissary refers to himself as a blue Ranger. He's like, you know, as blue Rangers, you know, we've, we're all yeah. kind oh, of yes. synced. Oh. So technically he's, he's his own Ranger. I guess.
4: So I guess the
5: emissaries <laughs> are technically yeah, awesome.
4: Rangers. Yeah. Speaking of that moment though, that I thought that was a really neat way of pulling in the Zordon flashbacks. Cause in a oh, way it's was kind so of saying all of these Zordon flashbacks we've been seeing since even before this arc have been happening kind of presently as Billy's like, you know, sorting through his memories, trying to find him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, like I was really, really surprised reading another flashback and then Billy's there and I'm like, hold on. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, it was neat.
0: That was a great turnabout of the flashbacks. That was a way, cause we think we're getting another Zordon flashback and then Billy's there and then they, explain it later in the issue i think that was a brilliant move by by ryan to kind of subvert expectations on on that particular issue for the flashback
4: yeah because you never needed to justify flashbacks like we all wanted to see them we all wanted to keep reading them but it was cool that it was still tied in and was like relevant it wasn't just backstory so that we the readers understand
0: and that moment between Billy and Zordon when Billy is trying to to talk to Zordon and explain why they need him and Zordon is just trying to apologize for all of his mistakes and there's such an emotional connection there that's one of the best like that that Mighty Morphin 14. I think that's my favorite issue just because of the connection between Billy and Zordon. It was just such a great moment and it was so cathartic because this whole time Zordon is mad at him for betraying his trust because of the the green ranger coin almost to the point where he's considering replacing Billy as the blue ranger and just to have it come full circle, the story about the Evot tree and to see that in this flashback as a young Zordon and that moment when Billy kind of snaps him out of it and there's that panel where it switches between young Zordon and then old Zordon and they have that conversation. That is by far the best emotional impact scene for me in this entire arc.
3: Yeah, and also I wanted to add like, this entire event uh, i'll call it an event or storyline let's say event because this was an event um i think it was more important you know for zordon because i I remember being around the message boards i remember being around twitter like a lot of people think zordon was just a jerk man like Mm -hmm. and, and to be fair in the series like You know, we really didn't get to see a softer side of Zordon outside of the times that, you know, he'd just like weirdly laugh. But (laughs) other than that, like this was important because we got to see him on show more of his like human side, let his guard down, like really, you know, understand like, hey, I made mistakes. Excuse my language. I f***ed up and was important to see. And I think this is why I would recommend this specific storyline to fans because it's like this is a different side of Zordon Like uh, you're not going to get from the tv show bro we've had Zordon for three three four seasons in Power Rangers we've never seen him get that real before
1: you've never and- seen him acknowledge he's failed yes yeah. yeah that's a very important thing for this book in order for team building and in order for all the rangers to sort of relate to each other. They need to see that their surrogate father has failed.
0: That's something that both Jason and Kim struggle with. And they have a, they have a great conversation in, in the same issue in Mighty Morphin uh, 14, where Kim and Jason are, are talking about trying to stop the Imperials. And Kim is very set on, you know, respecting Zordon. And, but at the same time, Jason's trying to rebel against Zordon but Kim's calling him out on it saying, well, you're becoming just like him in terms of attitude.
4: It it touches on themes of growing up in Mm -hmm. a way too. one of the stages of growing up is, you know, you and your peers, some people are like, Hey, wow. Authority figures are flawed. I'm going to try and like kind of explore my own thing. And then there's some people who are like, no, I want to be a good kid and listen to the authority figures and do what's right in that sense. And, you know, in a way, like, both are right and wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a confusing part of growing up. And something I think we keep forgetting is these characters are teenagers. Yep. With yeah. attitude. And they're all still going through all of those phases. And, you know, I mean, we see them with their parents a little bit. But Zordon is kind of the parent figure here. And seeing him fail and seeing their different reactions to it is something really refreshing that, again, wasn't touched on in the show
2: at all family is definitely a fit the theme because he said i can't remember which issue it was but he said that he's proud in each every one of them as if they are his kids zordon just for me just got a huge spotlight in this story arc, and i was i was a person that and i still do think that zordon is a dick but uh <laughs> <laughs> but this 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 story uh, really this put the, real, the light on him and it was, you know warmed Warmed me up to him. Like he he just had so many heart to hearts with so many characters, some of which you wouldn't even think he would have a conversation with like that. So for people to be questioning him as a character and for him to be showing the sort of character he actually is, I think it was a really nice touch. And just the whole theme of family, I thought was really well executed in this story arc.
4: And I think his final confrontation with Zed was also. <sighs> My God, so much character development besides just like I'm a good wizard in a tube and he's an evil warlord. Like, yeah. knowing their history like we know it now and like seeing them kind of confront each other and like both are kind of unwilling to kill the other mm-hmm. basically, mm-hmm. and just seeing the respect that they still have for who they used to be versus like the hurt of who they've become. Is amazing storytelling. Like it's something that is just so unlike anything we saw in the show, but is something that has made both characters so much more complete in my mind.
0: Yeah. And, you know, Ryan always said that, you know, Unlimited Power was kind of like two thirds of that arc. And then Elterian War was the the big dramatic conclusion buildup. And that resolution between zed and and zordon there's this mutual respect for each other even though lord zed is you know evil of evils but just this philosophical conversation they have about you know may the power protect you what does that even mean right for zordon it's almost like a like a religious call but at the same time he's just saying look it's who you are inside and one of the things I appreciate about Zordon in this whole arc is, is his growth as well. It's, it's not just the teens who are growing and to have him realize that everything that he has believed and fought for, for Eltar is now non-existent. Like Eltar is completely different now and it's not the big monolithic structure that he's been trying to protect. And in fact, the way they're turning it is, a lot of the galaxy sees present Eltar as they're they're wrong, they're conquerors, they're the kind of evil force in, in, in the galaxy. You know, I don't want to spoil too much of Matt Groom's run, but when the Rangers are trying to find uh, a new command center and they come across this civilization, who basically thinks, you know, Eltarians are these these conquerors. And so that's what I like about this arc is that Zordon coming to terms with his own people and that whole line I'm am, I am Zordon of Earth was god that was such a great moment
1: I have to say though what and I want I don't want to derail things there's an error in the book and it drives me crazy and it's and it's what it's when Zordon, it's in the last issue it's in 16 Power Ranger 16. And it's when like Zordon and, and Zed are fighting and Zordon calls Zed Zofram. And Zed says, stop me calling that. I meant I, to say, stop calling me that. And we all read it the same. Oh, I, wow. I see that now. Yes. Yeah. But I wish they didn't screw it up.
4: <laughs> Just think of it as like, how many times have you flubbed to one liner? <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, it. It. Stop, me no stop, stop me calling that. Stop me calling that. 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 I mean.
2: You do <laughs> turned into a caveman for a split second there. Yeah. <laughs> the anger took
3: over. I will say this about Zed though and Zordon, you know, to an extent. Like I feel like the storyline was kinda like a it's kinda like a soft reset for whatever it is that they're going to be going through. Cause it's like they both had this understanding. So now in the back of my mind I'm wondering it's like okay, because you have this understanding both sides, yo, know, what is Zed going to do next? Mm-hmm. Knowing now that he understands Zordon's resolve and Zordon understands Zed's resolve. So it makes me even more scared for when he does come back, like what type of energy he's going to be coming back with because they just had you know, this whole big emotional moment. They fought together, but what's next? like what what do you do from here obviously we know the season three stuff some of the stuff from season two but i'm talking like a comic book form like with that understanding with that mindset what is next that's what i'm looking forward to
1: not wearing a helmet that's what's next
3: okay that's very true
1: (laughs) i think something
4: that like i'm very grateful for is that the comics don't seem to beholden to what's going to happen next in the show right Uh, they're willing to be like hmm all right, maybe it's not super canon, but we're going to do something really, really neat here. Yeah. So, I mean, Zed could be up to anything—absolutely anything. The uh, the main villains of the next series—it doesn't seem to be him behind it. it seems to be a cult, totally upper right. thing, and that gives him lots of time to plot, yeah. which is terrifying. Yep. Like the less I see of Zed, the more I am afraid of him exactly. in like future issues.
0: The last thing that ends Eltarian War, and and that's it's like Zed's helmet on the ground, but it called back to when the minions invaded the command center. And he says, Finster, did you complete your mission? The item you gave me was placed in the command center's power chamber before the Imperial attack. And he said, excellent. The Rangers won't even know it's there until it's too late. Gather your belongings. We're leaving. Where are we going, my lord? And he's like, somewhere we can revel in our victory. For tragedy could be waiting around every corner. And it's like, now we stick what what was that thing in the power chamber? What like oh, that that's oh, a big mm-hmm. It's a yeah. big plot thread that, you know, they're leaving dangling. And and that's why there's these, these things, even when these events end, Ryan leaves things open for future people or himself to play with in the story. And it, it just cool. makes the universe feel that much bigger because, you know, not everything's going to be constant, same storyline here and there. Like things are going to come back. We still don't know what happened to like, clone putty rita she's still out there
2: Yeah. oh my god it was it was really smart that you did that because without that sort of end page i would have been really content with if boom turned around and said you know what we're not making anymore for like another three four years i'd be like you know what fair because that was great I i would have been fine Mm -hmm. with them like stopping it there but obviously they they haven't and they will not do that but um yeah like that the story for me was a really nice ending to the whole thing they've done for the past, what, six, six years now. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But obviously leaving that thread there was very smart because then people are like, Oh yeah, it's not, it's not the end now. So yeah. But that, that the, the whole story for me, like the ending was near perfect.
1: I have to say, cause if I don't bring it up, it's going to drive me crazy when zordon says if there was any way that i could sacrifice myself and turn you back into the man that you were i would heavy foreshadowing for destruction i loved it i loved it because now you know that zordon really wanted zed to be in sweater vests (laughs) (laughs) oh my god this is the confirmation that
4: What an Easter egg it would have been if they had like looked at Zorfram's like room as he was getting out of his like very official outfit and there was yeah. a sweater vest on a hanger <laughs> in the background somewhere. Wouldn't that just be
1: and a book on dancing? Like,
4: <laughs> oh
1: my gosh.
4: I completely forgot about that. Do you reckon
2: that. eventually they'd explain why he turned into a human? No. No. No need.
1: I think that that's one of those things where they're just like, it's good enough for Ryan to be like, okay, Zed becomes a good guy. Like whether or not like it's considered a human or an alien race version of a human doesn't matter. What matters is that Zed becomes not Zed anymore. And I think that that's good enough.
4: Also, Altarians can disguise themselves as humans. Right. I and mean, that's what Zillia did. Oh, Maybe he yeah. just, you know, for a split second was blue, looked around and was like, I don't want everyone to know I'm an Altarian. Ooh, <laughs> right. White boy, oh, you know, like. Oh,
5: boy, boy. <laughs>
4: Bam. Yeah. sweater vest sweater <laughs> yeah. vest, I'd want to look as like non altarian as I can
3: <laughs> the extended cut of content of destruction to show exactly just that
4: you know, if they remaster the
0: whole Power Rangers series, I would love for them to do something with that but
4: just I, that actor again, shave his head, paint him blue yeah. for one split second of a scene <laughs> All right, we we got to talk about the Omega
0: Rangers because yeah. I absolutely loved Yale as the blue Omega Ranger and Agreed. The fact that we got the Ultra Omega Zord is freaking incredible. Like to see that combination and their zords are already so alien, but the fact that the megazord has like their different elemental symbols throughout the design. God, I loved everything
2: about that Zord. We waited three years for that design and I think it, it paid
1: off. Do you think Danielle originally designed that? Yeah, he did. He did. Okay.
0: Yeah, they apparently they've they've had that design sitting there. Um, I think I think that's what Ryan said. It's like they they designed everything And it was just waiting for the opportunity because until you had a new blue Omega Ranger, you couldn't form the Megazord. Um, So they were waiting for this moment to unleash it. But yeah, Daniele did. Do the original designs.
2: Even then, by the sound of it, they couldn't form it anyway because the blue emissary had to step in and be like, right, you've unlocked this now.
0: Yeah, it that was so. definitely like a go say moment, like you've earned the power of the megazord. <laughs> <Yeah,
2: well, that's... laughs>
4: <laughs> Yale also had some of the best one-liners. Oh even meow. though he was a cat. Like there's I got one scene <laughs> saved here where it's like Zarda Zordan sent us with a message, get off our planet. Neil's just meow. <laughs> Just, I I love it. Every single time he gets a word in. Just what,
2: what I really liked about Yale is that he didn't have the classic trope of, oh, a new ranger that ultra powerful. He just immediately blended in with the team yeah. and yeah. was part of it. That was really nice and refreshing because every time I was like, wow, he's not really doing a lot. And then I realized no, no, he's doing a lot just by being there.
1: There's so many ways that Yale could have been handled very poorly and yeah. I think that it was just handled very, very, very well.
3: Yeah, I don't want to spoil, but in one of the recent issues, the way that he just bounces off of Jason, and again, I'm not going to spoil it, it's just, it's just peak perfectness. Like, I love it. And again, it's it stays true to what he is as a creature, but at the same time, it has kind of like that little bit of Power Rangers edge to it, which is, which is what I love.
4: Right. And I, I always felt like Kia kind of came out of left field a little bit when the Omega Rangers were first introduced. Like, they eventually gave her some backstory, but I was just like, why why are they using like some random alien in this situation yeah. when it could have been anybody else from like the canon that could have filled that mm-hmm. role? Or maybe Billy could have taken a like hiatus from MMPR and joined them in space for a little bit. But I don't feel that way with Yale at all because he's just kind of been there the whole time. He's yep. kind of already been part of the team. As soon as he like morphed, I think in the previous arc, I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what everybody wanted, and we didn't even know it.
0: I just love that Yale and the Blue Emissary have this strong connection, and you realize that even the Blue Emissary realized that he made a mistake in choosing Kia. He didn't realize that that Yale was right there and was the one true kind of Omega Blue Ranger. So I just love that evolution of the emissary too, the blue emissary, because there's that one issue where, where he completely narrates the, the intro. That was just a good, a good moment too, but seeing the inside cockpit of the ultra Omega Zord and Yale's essentially on like a space treadmill, like, like they, (laughs) they, they can all control. And like, even the Zord goes on all fours and becomes more animalistic I just think that was, that was brilliant. And, uh, the one thing that, that Ryan said in one of the interviews, like, because Kia had that trident well in Yale's form, the trident becomes those like claws that he has. So it just, Yale works perfectly for this. And, and I love that we truly see like a really alien
4: non-humanoid ranger. It's, it's really cool. Yeah, my one complaint about the Omega Ultra Sword is that they they summon the, what do they call it, like the Omega Staff. I feel like we didn't get a good view of the Omega Staff. It's kind of in the corner of one page, and then it's like, has too much lightning as it's just like cutting an Imperial in half. And it seems like it's going to be a really cool weapon, but I just wish I could see it better. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's almost like I forget what they they call the weapon, but it's like one of those staffs that breaks into three with a chain, mm-hmm. and it, it's a like a mix of all of their weapons. Like I think the trident and the hammer combined, so it's like a hammer with like a three point. Uh, but yeah, I, I wish we got to see a little bit more of that,
2: and hopefully we do in future issues of uh, of Power Rangers. Yeah. When I was reading the um, Megazord fight, I put on the Zord music from Mighty Morphin and it just amplified it to a hundred. Oh my God. I'm going to have to do that
0: in my uh, (laughs) reread. Yeah.
3: Do honestly. It was amazing. It was so good seeing all the Megazords there together, man. Like that was just peak awesomeness. Yeah.
0: I loved that all of the Megazords got their own focus. Like they each took on a different Imperial was that was brilliant. Like the underwater fight. I wish we got so much more of that with the dragon's sword seeing the dragon's sword in its natural habitat underwater, mm. like swimming around like a crocodile. I was like, this artwork is incredible. And Marco Rena, Francisco Mortarino, they have done such a fantastic job. And I'm so glad that, that Marco stuck around for power Rangers because I, I like his style because it, it's so similar to Danielle's, they're yes. not they're not mm-hmm. the same but it's got that same energy that daniele has yes. and just the facial expressions the details this guy is a mega talent
3: and again i always always got to give shout outs to uh, you know the colorists too man be mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it was not for them them pages were not slap it
1: all them. pops yeah. yep
2: you see it with some books, but the art can be incredible, but because of the coloring, um, it's really hard to make out details, but because it's so striking with the coloring, you know exactly what's going on and I really appreciate that. Right. Especially with so many elements on on a panel at once, like it, nothing gets lost. Mm-hmm. i go so far as to say
4: too, that like, I don't think there's any other superhero comic out there that relies on color as much as Power Rangers does. Yes. Because admittedly, their suits are all pretty similar. Right. But like the way their powers pop with like their weapons, their zords, everything, it's so easy to follow a fight scene and who's doing what because of the like expert coloring going on.
1: I'm disappointed that Mortarino is leaving Power Rangers because the thing about Mortarino on Power Rangers was that he really showed that like space can be very vast and very lonely and very like haunting almost. So I'm a little disappointed that Mortarino is leaving, but it's nice to see uh, Hidalgo back. Yeah, He's back on Mighty Morphin, and now Reno is going to be over on Power Rangers. Yeah, it'll be cool.
0: Yeah, going back to uh, to the colors, one of my favorite panels is kind of it mirrors that uh, Power Rangers Ten when we find out that Zoffram is is Zed. And when Zed touches the Zeo crystal, everything explodes. Well, we got the same thing when Zardis gets killed and it's just that, that purple energy. And it's not as violent, but it's still like pretty graphic. And I just, I love the energy that, that this whole team has in terms of the lettering you know, the effects of the lettering with the kofuaf or kofoom or, you know, whatever the sound effect of the day is at Dukeshire Shire and um, that whole team, just the way that they gel. And I, I just love how the colors and, and the word bubbles, like for the Imperials, it's all different. And when they were merged, there was that, that subtle blending of the colors and the word bubble, like everything just worked together perfectly. And I can't say enough about this this creative team. Um, you know, Ryan tells such a great story, but it wouldn't be anything without the art or the colors yeah. or, or the lettering. And I don't yeah. think I don't think these guys get enough praise and and they should.
1: Ed Dukeshire must be exhausted. He's lettered every single Power Rangers, any everything. Right? Every yeah.
0: Power Rangers comic ever. The specials, yeah. the miniseries, everything all of it the extra
1: stories and the hardcovers, all of it.
3: Yep. What I'm going to do, I'm definitely clipping this part of the episode with a release it. And I'm going to tag him like, brother, thank you. Thank, yep. you.
0: thank you. Yeah.
3: Thank you.
0: I don't think they hear it enough, <laughs> but yeah, like I think Marco Renna killed it. Francesco Mortarino killed it. And that's why I like the issue power Rangers 15 because they both illustrated that issue. Like Marco Renna kept up the Zordon and Zed fight and then Francesco yep. did everything else. So there was that continuity from one issue to another. And the fact that they both teamed up on Power Rangers 15 was amazing.
3: No, seriously. I hope all of those guys like went out after they were done with this event and like had a good couple of drinks, man, because they deserved it.
1: Like yeah. seriously.
3: They, they deserve like, all. they of all live
1: group. on different continents. But I'm sure separately. I'm, I'm sure they all separately. Yeah, a Zoom, but- a a Zoom, Zoom, <laughs> Zoom happy
3: hour. Yeah, got to pay for all of them to come together. I'm not- <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, whenever
0: they start going to conventions again, Holy cow. Yeah. One thing I kind of want to bring up and I know, I know solicitations are a thing and they have to have synopses but one of the synopsis like for power rangers 15 and they initially said that power rangers 15 was going to be the finale. And then they gave Ryan two extra issues in the 16 to kind of wrap up the story. So initially one of the, the synopsis for power rangers 15 was like, it's the epic conclusion and who will die. And it's like, well, well, I mean, we know we know uh, Zardis died, but they definitely made it seem like it was going to be either Matt or or something. It just, that was a little strange.
1: I mean one of the heroes?
3: That's why I had my money on Matt all the way of him dying.
1: Do you think that originally that was the plan and then there was like a decision from up top or something? Like, what, do you, what are you saying, Eric?
0: No, I'm just saying like the, the initial synopsis made it seem like this was when the solicits were in advance and they said that that Power Rangers 15 was going to be the finale. And then Ryan pushed for the two extra issues. And that's when Daphne was like, oh yeah, sure. Absolutely. And so they had to kind of rework that, but I'm just saying the initial synopsis definitely kind of spoiled that someone would die. I
1: see. Yeah.
0: So when we finally found out it was Zardis who
1: died. Well, you can chalk it up to solicits always being misleading Power Rangers Universe. Um, but also <laughs> but also and I, I mean no disrespect to Lee and Hyuk but issue 16 covers a little lazy
0: uh which one mighty morphin mighty
1: morphin 16 covers a little lazy and if you're asked to basically throw in two extra issues i now understand on one hand it it serves as sort of a bookend to the beginning of of uh, mighty morphin um, one um, Yeah. yeah mighty morphin one on the other hand it's a little lazy
0: yeah, and that's that's something a lot of people pointed out, like because it just reused the elements from that cover and just kind of remixed it with the the Dragon's Ord in the background. I thought it was definitely a, a temp cover, but yeah. you know it, it ended up not being
1: that. Billy, your pose—it can't be good for you. <laughs> it doesn't look comfortable.
0: But in the context between Mighty Morphin' Sixteen cover and Power Rangers cover, I like that we got yeah. all three. Megazord or all three Zords and all of them kind of having their moment on top of a Zord. That's always a cool image. Whenever the Rangers get to stand on, on top of a Zord, I think that's cool. And, and even the moment where Zordon got to do that, he had this peaceful moment on the, the white tiger dragon Zord and kind of having that moment where he's tearful and just kind of looking out into the ocean. He
1: says he always wanted to do this. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, for however long, he's only been able to really see the world through the viewing globe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's it. And, I mean, from my memories of the show wasn't wasn't the highest resolution viewing globe in the world, so (laughs) everything was a little fuzzy in that (laughs) viewing globe. So this must have been really, really a good treat for him.
0: Yeah, and it solidifies that moment of what he's seeing. This is what he's really been protecting this whole time. Like he hasn't been able to fully appreciate Earth, I guess, like in in a physical sense.
1: Yeah,
2: going back to the cover when it was like initially revealed, I was also a bit like. Yeah, that's lazy. But reading the whole story, it sort of makes sense because all of the rangers are now together. Mm-hmm. Because obviously Matt was on his own doing his own thing, but then he made up with Tommy, and so I just think that cover fits perfectly for me now. It's sort of like a nice bookend mm-hmm. in terms of the whole story. So um, yeah, initially I was disgruntled, but now I'm 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 actually really cool with it. Um, I really like it. So,
3: one thing I really would have loved to see, especially for this one, and you know, I really hope somebody from Boom is paying attention. I feel like this deserved. A, some better promotion like i really would have loved if we had like a trailer or something you know like we i don't know how, if you guys are paying attention to anything that's happening in dc their big summer excuse me a big crisis is coming up dark crisis and they had a full-on trailer nothing too crazy just a couple panels from the comic book and you had you know the main writer joshua williamson just explain what's going to be happening i felt that el would deserve that because i feel like this this event should have been talked about way more because you know we're finally seeing you know some cool things the white and the green ranger instead of fighting they're actually working together we're brushing up on zordon's backstory you got zordon and zed working together like this should have been bigger than what it was and maybe it's just me i feel like necessary evil was better promoted versus you know here where it's just kind of okay here this is something that's happening and if you're reading it you're reading and if you're not reading it you're not reading it but i felt like this deserved a lot more like again i think this is my favorite story so far but because of just the stakes of what's happening here nah man like it, it deserved like a bigger pop much bigger
4: it sure would have been cool if hasbro had like I don't know, some sort of stream where they put fans and their desires first, where they could hype up the comics or something. Uh, but I'm sure they wouldn't have time to talk about the comics and those theoretical fan first events.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, and, and boom did a couple of their own interviews with, with Ryan. And I think they one of those was included back in October with Ryan, but yeah, there's there's so much more. Like like you said, Ro, they could have done a trailer, like a comic remix trailer, yeah. um kind of hyping things up. I I would have loved to see that. Cause Boom does it with some of their other properties, like uh, Berserker and um well, something's killing the children. Like they do all that yes. stuff and it's like how cool would it be even if i know they would probably never do this but maybe get a couple of the original actors to read a couple of the lines from the comic and include that with the panels or you know uh, th- even if they don't go that route like have some kicking mighty morphin theme and like uh-huh. these panels coming out and like you know big titles like the event you've been waiting for the Altarian war zordon yeah. versus zed like right, right. and just be like whoa what that's when you pull in that mighty morphin audience that maybe yes. still hasn't checked out the comics
2: it had zero hype didn't it and it was more of an event for me than necessary evil um because they were hyping up necessary evil for i want to say like three or four months weren't they because they released that one uh preview of the white ranger and um, everyone was like, "Oh, is Tommy the White Ranger? Is it a new dude? Or like, what's going on? Are they like completely doing their own thing?" We got none of that with with this, and uh, yeah, it would have been nice for people to actually be talking about the comic rather than just it happening. And it'd be really good but no one's talking
5: about I it.
0: I feel they so put right. a little bit more hype into Power Rangers Universe and like who Die Rangers than <sighs> then anything with <laughs> with Altarian War and and this was just such a impactful just emotional with everything the with Zordon and and the flashbacks and throughout unlimited power and Eltarian War. I've loved, loved, loved all the backstory we got for Zordon's history and Eltar and the whole political machinations of what's going on there. I mean, you could do a spinoff of past Eltar and and the war with like Rita and everything, and
4: I would eat up that book in a second. I mean, to like, you know, re emphasize like the hype that should go into this book is like, imagine telling yourself as a child this. It's gonna happen. Zordon is going to fight Zed. The Tiger Zord and the Dragon Zord are gonna combine and it's gonna oh. look amazing. Jason, Trini, and Zack are back and they're in space and they are fighting alongside the other Rangers. Like, I'd say, Where's the toys? Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, and I still say
5: that. I keep but... messaging
2: Loretta and she's still like, Yep, that's still a thing. And I'm like, but where are the toys? And she said, like, "Oh, you'll maybe they're coming, maybe they're not." And she just doesn't reply to me, and I keep messaging her. Being like, "We got that color swap two pack. I know it's been two years
5: since yeah. the
4: color swap story." <laughs> yeah, but that's that's easy to make. I'm so waiting on Omegas. I'm I'm waiting Give on the Omegas. Omega. I want the Omega so I bad. want Yale. I want Yale. Like
0: big freaking oh, cat. Very
4: toy. specifically Yale. Yes. Yes big good cat boy like
5: make it a figure
0: Look, well, he man did that amazing battle cat figure for that's what i want yale to be just a big honking like Honestly, cat
2: I, ranger I, I don't care you can re-release the whole mighty morphin team and stick yell in there i don't care i just want yale like give me give Give me an, a thousand pack with an exclusive Yale in it. I'll get do you it. You
1: guys have like, the shelf space for it. I
2: don't. That's why I had to pack things.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he will be my desk buddy. Okay. Yeah. That's where he will live. All right. No, I want the Omegas too. Yeah. I, I think we'll do them. And I think that it's hopefully a matter of time mm-hmm. that they do them. It's been but... two, and
2: a half years. <laughs> two and a half years. It's been two yeah. and a half years since they've been a thing.
4: And, you know, I oh. noticed um, a, a surprising amount of uh, dislike for the Omega designs online, oh like on Twitter God. specifically.
0: It's not designed by Toei. It's not Plex.
4: Buh. I don't get it. I, I don't get I it don't at either. all. I'm like, this is an amazing Sentai design.
1: Like, Someone out there will always have a reason to complain or whatever and whine. But look, for the I think for the most part, the Omegas have been very well received. Yes. The, the only mm-hmm. time that I can think of of when a design was changed due to fan backlash,
4: Sonic the Hedgehog,
1: Sonic the Hedgehog, and then comic wise, when uh, Ben Riley debuted his new costume, and then they were like, "Oh, we're we're just gonna have him go back to the blue hoodie."
0: Yeah. For me, the Omega Rangers. I know. I think it was Star Child props, or I, I forget which one of yeah. the. One, mm-hmm. one of the one of the cosplayers, he made live action Omega Red, yep. and I was like, "It works! It totally works in live yep. action." And it
3: was quick too.
0: It was, it was a crazy. turnaround.
1: It was like, "Bam!" He he had that going. They put those helmets that he made on display at the Boom Booth, yep, at New York Comic Con, and I'm sure at other cons as well.
2: The Omega Rangers debuted in like September twenty nine. or was it no? july or something 2019 yeah it was july and the yeah. next month um yeah. the helmet appeared from star child props and then each day of new york comic con pretty yeah. sure they revealed a new helmet yep. yeah he re- revealed a, a new helmet so that was so awesome for me um to just like watch that unravel and yeah uh, two two and a half years later and still no <laughs> plastic toy in my hand i can play with
4: when are they going to do a Yale helmet? That oh, thing would be Yale like helmet.
2: the size of oh. my desk. That thing. <laughs> I still want it. <laughs> that would be amazing. Could you imagine trying to like explain that to someone that comes over? Like, what, what is that? What the helmet? hell is that? Right. What <laughs> helmet is that? No,
4: no, 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 no. You'll understand. It's from a comic Power Ranger comic book. It's an alien cat who's also a lovely ranger. What's hard to understand about this. <laughs> yeah. Does it fit my head? No, absolutely not. But I still have it.
3: You know, I, I feel like probably PMC would be where they'd release some info on Omega Ranger figures. Hopefully, mm-hmm. fingers crossed. You know, it's only but, a couple I months swear,
2: if they're an exclusive to a comic con in the US,
1: I'm going to be fuming. <laughs> <laughs> I I unfortunately think that that is the more likely scenario.
0: I'll try to buy as many copies as I can. <laughs> <laughs> <Get> one, my, <laughs> thank
1: <your> you. <laughs> thank you. I will be fuming. I, I would yeah.
3: exclusive for sure. I, I, I yeah that Finger, nothing was crossed, but I can see
1: that happening because you, they just wouldn't fly off the shelves.
0: Well, ju- then just mm. make it like a previews exclusive. They they've yeah. done that for, there's just a Harley Quinn pop that, that just sure. is a previews exclusive. Like if, if the comics sell, like, you know, make it a, make it a fan channel exclusive or, you know, whatever the hell they call it. Right. Um If they're worried about sales, then then tie it to comic shops. Make it exclusive for local Uh comic shops. Like, make your pre-order on
4: preview. As soon as you
2: say something is exclusive, it will immediately sell. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's an issue of will it sell. It's just a case of do they have faith in it? If they Mm -hmm. do, it'll probably be in a wave or in a multi-pack or whatever. If they don't, it'll be an exclusive, and it will sell. I mean, look at the Dino Charge Black Ranger. Like... No one really cared for that team as figures, but he was really hard to get for ages. And then all of a sudden he came out in full force and everyone could get one. But for that first like three months, he was really hard to get for, I think, just about anyone in the world. Mm -hmm. So um, I think it's just a a case of how much faith do they have in those designs. I
4: I think the fan demand for it will be strong and immediate. Perhaps not long-lasting. Right. You know what I mean? I feel like the fans who really want the Omega figures will jump at this chance, but then like the number of fans who want it will be satiated within a relatively short amount of time. Mm -hmm. I know we're all tired of MMPR, but if you leave MMPR figures on the shelves, they will continue to sell as people are like, hey, look, I remember that. Cool. But if you leave Omega Ranger figures on the shelf, the fans who want it will have already gotten it. And people who don't know who they are still won't know who they are.
1: Do you think that it'll sell better than the Power Interest pinata?
4: No. No, (laughs)
1: that thing is a hit. Okay.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Wait, that That was a a thing? Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, but I want to know more.
2: Who was it? Who was the pinata?
1: It was just a pinata with, like, key art of the Mighty Morphin. Did you not
2: see the latest uh, Fan First Tuesday? i did but i i missed that i must have they, I had, not... they had a
4: little like commercial for uh party city pinata oh okay you Guys are true and everyone was like why are you previewing this and I mean, it's be been fair, out for over a there year was already. so
2: much to talk about in that fan first <laughs> you know i mean because i mean you know went on for hours it struggled to keep my attention clearly right
4: ironically enough i think so many people were like angry about that that they probably did see a boost in pinata sales. People were buying it, ironically, just to be <laughs> like, oh, look, it's the Lightning Collection pinata.
0: Okay, uh, circling back, back to the comics. And No, I mean, I'm with you guys. I want to see comic figures. I'm still waiting for the other two, Drakken Evolution, like the the Samurai one and the Zio one. I would yeah. love those.
1: I don't think we'll ever get them. I think that we got... The first one and the final one, unfortunately. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. I would love them, too. I would f- yeah. love them, but like, <laughs> but, but, like, I think we got the first one and the final one, and I think that that's where, like, the buck stops, unfortunately. I
2: think we will get them, but I think they know that people are tommied out. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's if true. they release them now... It'll just we be never even got stuff.
0: a metallic version of the White Ranger.
2: Exactly. They, I, they've they definitely got that on the cards. It's just a case of when, Yeah, I reckon. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I'm not surprised. But circling back to Draken,
0: Draken, all the way from the beginning of Power Rangers coming back with the Horrid, mm-hmm. how are we feeling about Draken's return
1: for this arc? I liked it. Uh, it felt like a deep next back in the year.
2: It felt very Solar Rangers for the. Um, what story arc was that? The the necessary, necessary, necessary Evil. evil. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, Necessary Evil. It felt like that. And that's what I mean at the beginning of the podcast where i just feel like we needed just one scene not even of him getting to the vampire dudes but just yeah. a scene of him just so that we know oh yeah he's still about not i mean i wouldn't have guessed like oh he's gonna come out back at this point but just one or two scenes of him just doing something so that he doesn't come out of left field and just being like hey guys i'm here you know what
1: i mean That's the thing that that bothered me, too, like when you were saying it, the whole left field aspect of it, because it did feel very left field and it just felt like a days ex machina and just like, okay, here's our solution.
4: Here's why I don't feel that way, because ever since Draken was reintroduced, like crashing down to Earth, his whole deal has been the Imperials are coming and I'm scared. Yeah. His whole deal has been like warning everybody. These things are coming. They destroy everything. Please break me out of prison so we can stop them. And everything he's done since then, from like kind of even betraying the Omega Rangers and teaming up with the Horrid, I think has been his goal of destroying the Imperials. Yeah. Because he sees them as one of the few beings in existence that could possibly destroy him.
0: That's why I, I agree with you, Tyler, because when Mighty Morphin 16 happened and He kind of trying to strike another bargain with them, but they're like, no, our deals concluded. He's like, oh, I thought you'd say that unleash like Mm -hmm. that was just one last chance to give the Imperials a chance to work with him. And if not, well, here's my trump card. You guys are going down
4: because he got everything he wanted. He got repowered. He got a horde of energy vampires. He got his own ship and he got the Imperials destroyed.
0: Yeah. Like, if anything,
4: these were all like master moves by Draken to be exactly where he wants to be. And it would have been nice to have like uh, one more touch in with him to kind of see that he's been planning. But it's Draken. You can assume he's always planning, he's always plotting. And his goal since coming back has been I am afraid of the Imperials. Let's stop them.
3: Yeah. Yeah. For me, him coming back was always something in the back of my head, like from the get go. And I was waiting every time I was reading uh, an issue of Batalion. I was like, okay, when's he coming? When's he coming? And he finally popped up. So, and when he did, it was like, okay, cool. I knew he was going to do something. I just didn't know what. I thought he was going to kill Matt. He didn't kill Matt, unfortunately, but hey, I can live with that. But I also see it as it's like, bro, if somebody's going to take out the Rangers and conquer the world, it's going to be him. He's not going to let nobody else do it. That's why he tried to make a peace bargain with the Imperials and once realized he can't do a bargain with them. All right, cool. Because you're not about you're not about to get into my way. That's the way I saw it also.
4: Well, also, how much of his own power is drawn from Earth? You know, because we're kind of touching mm. on that in the newest issues where it's like, oh, the Rangers might lose their access to the Morphin grid if the command center is destroyed beyond repair. Right. He kind of draws similar Mighty Morphin power. How much of that is tied to the Morphin Grid access at the command center? If they destroy Earth and the Moon and the Zeo Crystal, how does that affect him? We don't necessarily know, but he might not necessarily know either. And but he might not he, want to take that risk.
3: But isn't he connected to the Morphin Grid from his own dimension? Because I don't think he's—I don't think he's as tied to the Morphin Grid over here then over there and i think that universe still exists that's the question because if <laughs>
4: that is the question if destroy, mm. yeah
3: if you destroy you know the commands i think dragon will be fine it's it's more of the original like five that we got to worry about but mm-hmm. he he's good now if we start talking about we got to travel back to the quality universe okay we we, we could have an issue but he do no, know he he good like if if those rangers were to get depowered right now it's easy pickings for him easy
1: where do we leave Draken at the end? He just sort of F's off.
0: Yep. He pieces off and has one final, like he taps into the comm system with yeah. Trini and they have kind of that final discussion. Then, yeah, he just takes off in the spectrum too. He's gone. Mm. So, probably come back at some point. But one of the things that I did appreciate, time back once again to Draken. Billy's whole plan about having a backup for Zordon was because of what he saw in Draken's World when he went to that. He specifically mentioned Draken's World. And that's why I think overall I love this arc because it's pulling so much from the past, from all the different eras of the comics.
4: Yeah. I yeah. think the only thing he didn't really touch on was the Solar Rangers. I don't really feel like they that played a part at all
0: i'm waiting for them to come back in in some form and i know they just kind of popped in at the end of necessary evil but we know they're still out there and Mm -hmm. i would love to see more from them and that
1: team look me too but what role could they play what could they do
4: i mean there's space shenanigans about
0: i just don't want them to be relegated to the role of do sex Machina. Like we're here to save the day and then we'll peace out again. And that's why I'm glad they didn't show up in this arc because I'm like, then what are the solar Rangers just going to become only for these world ending events? The
1: fixers. Yeah. I just,
4: I feel like they've been kind of relegated to like not being like wasted opportunity almost. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like it it was a cool idea. I feel like great designs, but like that whole arc, just doesn't play into the main series anymore at all. It feels like when looking over like the entire canon of the PR comics, mm-hmm. it just doesn't feel super like important anymore.
1: I just reread it and it just, it doesn't feel important at all Yeah, anymore. Uh, Unfor- and, and that's unfortunate because it was something that I was like very much looking forward to, like a hot bunch mm-hmm. group of Rangers and everything.
0: It felt like a stopgap before they could get the creative team back together
1: yeah that's yeah. exactly what i yeah, also i
3: also say this and this could be you know once again I'm <laughs> i know rose says that. beyond the mid <laughs> like that's been a joke <laughs> yeah no, but i'll say this though i have I have another tenfold theory i think we got them at the end of necessary evil it was kind of more as a hey these guys still exist and right. we want to let you know that despite the fact that we know you guys didn't like that arc this much they're still part of this universe, mm-hmm. and I think it was perfect for that time. Because when I saw them pop up again at an issue fifty, I was like, "Oh, this is really cool." But I, you know, I think what Tyler said makes a lot more sense. I think beyond that, there is no need. And, I, and who, who, who knows? Maybe when we get to the charge to one hundred, you know, w- we may get a couple more panels of them, maybe a couple more pages of them popping up and they'll play a more significant role but as of right now i think bro they had their moment and they had their arc but they don't really fit They're with
1: them. they're they're often space building their new team yeah. like yeah. that's 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 good enough for me and i don't miss them
5: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Do, you,
2: do you feel like that if their story arc was well received that we'd see more of them absolutely 100% yeah, yeah. 100%.
1: yeah. Because you you can kind of liken it to Draken, right? Like Draken only keeps popping up because he's so popular, right? Like yeah. if if this if the Solo Rangers if that arc was popular, and don't get me wrong, the designs were great. I just think it was very poorly written, and I just it, and it just felt like very like directionless and odd.
0: Yeah, kind of like how I feel about Universe, but
1: <laughs> kind of how I feel, yeah yeah yep. Yeah. <laughs> 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 There is a strong comparison to be made between Universe and Beyond the Grid, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Which we won't get into. Which we won't get into. That's that's for another day.
0: But I think we'll start to wrap up and, and we'll do some Ranger Nation answers. But overall, any other points that we didn't cover, any other story arcs? I know we didn't talk about Bulk and Skull and, and Candace, but I loved their inclusion in it i love that last scene with zayla and skull and she gave him the choice to come with her and he was like i can't because i have to
1: folks a big baby i have to change his diaper yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) but i just i love that even though they weren't a huge focus at least we had that wrap up in that final issue for her
1: not even just that but like also having just a table conversation of the Rangers with Babu, Squat, like, oh, and, and having them like work with them. Look, we knew at the end of it that they were going to part ways, and that's that's fine, but seeing them play a role where they're working together with the Rangers, it's a fun one-off thing that you can't really replicate.
2: It sort of reminded me of when your mum wants to meet her mate, and she's like, <laughs> I'll go play with my mate's kids, and you're like... <laughs> i don't like them (laughs) and then you end up having a pretty decent time but you still don't like them yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's it's like that yeah that's what i imagined it being like yeah it was great
0: that power rangers 14 where they all bust through the portal and that moment where even squats like power up with the rest of them freaking hilarious I love that entire fight against Sentry Force Four in Power Rangers 14 because each of them teamed up to defeat a different Sentry Force member, yep. and it was it just worked so well. And Goldar like ripping the wings off Zenith that was amazing.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna circle back to something I said before. You know how I said Zed and Zordon they built that respect for each other, and I think the minions, you know, the Rangers kind of did the same thing, too. Like, I really appreciate that, Jason. At the end, he said, bro, you got two choices. Whichever choice you pick, that's on you. Thank you for the help. He didn't have to do that, but I like that there's at least there's, like, that mutual respect right there. Like, he's like, you know what? I'm probably going to see you on the battlefield, but I still have to commend the fact that you didn't have to help us, but you did, and I, I respect that a lot. Like, that was needed. And, again, you can't replicate that. You can't do that again. Like, this is a golden moment right here.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It makes me sad when we see villains playing a good guy role and we know that they're going to get turned to dust.
3: Yeah. Oh, sure. Dang.
2: I mean, yeah. we don't we don't know they got turned to dust because Finster didn't get
1: turned to dust, did he? That's we? true. Finster did not get turned to dust.
3: Oh, yeah, that's right. He didn't.
1: Do we see Goldar being turned to dust? I don't yes. think we do. No, oh, we
3: did. Pretty sure we do. We um, did, yeah. Do we? But he came back. I don't think they we see oh, our army. Maximus.
2: Uh, <laughs> oh, that's yeah. not an yeah. army. This is
3: an army.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, for- I forgot. that that's meant to be the same character. Yeah. I don't remember if we see Babu and Squat specifically turn to dust.
4: I'm pretty sure we don't. I don't think those suits no, but... are ever seen again. Right. Um after
1: the Zio caravan. Zio.
4: Sometime in Zio when they're like packing up and leaving. And Um, Rito
3: is also like off there somewhere because we didn't see him after a while either. So Rito's could still be
4: missing.
3: Yeah, Mm -hmm.
4: but like I I do appreciate that they all the like minions get more respect in Mm -hmm. the comics than anywhere else because like they're minions for a reason. Like they're they should be competent more than just like comedic relief. I've been reading through the Power Rangers RPG book recently and they, they kind of give a rundown of the minions and how to use them, and they don't even mention squat. Wow. They're like, Finster makes monsters, like Goldar is a very competent fighter. They even mention like, Babu is like an alchemist, but they just don't even touch on squat.
1: I mean, he wow. kind of just eats. He's,
4: he's, he's got a gun. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a gun. He can do stuff.
0: I like this continual existential crisis that they have. Like, what are we going to do without Rita? And it's like now, what are we going to do without Zed? They just keep be- ping ponging. Well, they question their role in all of this, and I kind of like that from a certain respect. And that Babu is the one that kind of questions it all the time. He's like more, more menacing, and they even say that earlier in uh, Power Rangers fourteen. Like, uh, I think it's Jason and Kim, and they're like, I didn't know he was that menacing or whatever. Yeah. When they're at the table, they kind of have that that side. It's like, wow, Babu's a lot smarter than I expected, and and Kim's like, yes, he is. Yep. We got to watch out for him.
3: To answer your question, I just watched a clip. Yeah, bro. Goldar did not get turned into dust, and neither did the other. Minions. What?
4: Just- there we go. There yeah. we go. Okay. Okay. Now I'm actually feeling pretty good about this. <laughs> now I'm like, all right. The the minions we actually see develop with personality. they yeah. like, Could in theory have survived
2: i mean if finster survived then which we know he did because of soul of the dragon then uh, yeah. it was soul of the dragon wasn't it where it was, yeah. yes
0: which is in yeah. continuity
2: yeah exactly yeah. so if he's alive then the other three are alive yeah but finster even before
4: zed was the most effed up of all oh of them. yeah yeah i know this is getting away from the arc we're talking about, but his whole backstory of trying to recreate his wife out of magic clay and yeah. having him kill her over and over and over again oh. is the darkest thing I think I've ever seen. It's so dark. It's so dark.
1: But Goldar was remade to Goldar Maximus, right?
3: Yeah. What if it's just a new name he's going by? Because, again, we didn't see him turn get turned into dust. What if he just got, like, a power or something?
1: Yeah,
0: probably. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But but no, I, I like the point that, that in the comics, like you said, Ro, it, at least Jason gave them the option. He reached out a hand and he said, I don't like this, but if you decide to do it, we know that's your choice and we'll respect mm-hmm. it. And that's a big growth moment for Jason as well.
1: Definitely. Yeah. I don't want to interrupt, but I, I had something pop into my head and it's to circle back to the charge to 100 stuff that we were talking about. I'm wondering if there's going to be a time jump because like how there was
0: for necessary
1: evil, for necessary evil and that we're going to get thrown into the Ninja arc, the season three stuff. I'm kind of thinking oh. that post 100, that's what what's going to happen.
2: We have stayed in season two longer than we did for season one. Yeah. Didn't we? So I wouldn't be surprised if they did do that. And I wouldn't be
1: sad if they did do it. There's not much more to do in season two.
2: Imagine if Matt got his own ninja set powers. Stop. Oh, oh that's been a fan
0: thing forever. If what if like the green ranger had like an Ninjetti form
4: that That'd that's be been great. that's yeah. been
0: in cosplay and fan circle fan mm-hmm. theory stuff for years. What ooh, if the,
4: con- what if the Omega Rangers go to Aquatar? Oh, They
0: could do so much. They could do
4: so much. What if Jason met Trey of Triforia, like just out in space?
0: And what if they do it in this current arc before the charge <laughs> went on?
4: Yo, yo, yeah. There's actually a lot of really cool stuff that could happen. I mean, we're
0: already getting Andro like spoilers for anyone who has, who hasn't read it. But I mean, if you're up to date on the comics, you know, Andros just made an appearance in the comics.
4: I feel like once it's on the current cover, it's not a spoiler anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's here. Andros, like just the fact that we're getting Andros pre in space and we get to see Mm -hmm. him struggle with, you know, losing his team and losing the fall of KO 35. That's why I'm so excited for, you know, Ryan sticking around at least for now for, for power Rangers, because we're getting some amazing stuff. And even Matt groom in in the newest run, the Rangers are going off world. And some of my favorite mighty Morphin episodes of the TV show is whenever they got to go off world. Like when they teamed up with mass rider, when they went to retrieve the sword or uh, sword of power, to do the power transfer. Like yeah. any time that the Rangers can go off world, I love that because yeah, they they are the mighty morphin team of Earth, but they're dealing with wizards
4: and aliens and all of that stuff. So why not why not them too? And it's so much better in the comics than in the show too because I mean rewatching the show, they're like, "Oh, wow, we're in a forest planet." I'm like, "Nah, you guys are in the <laughs> forest outside of LA with like a filter on. Like, oh, like, oh wow, we're on Eden. I'm like, no, that's just a desert, and like you colored the sky a little different. Even,
0: even when even when they did that on SPD, when they went to uh the planet to train uh with uh Sergeant Silverback, and it's just like a magenta filter on, on like mm-hmm. de- New yeah, Zealand exactly.
4: Desert. That's such a sci-fi trope. The comic worlds they do they can and do do anything with like the environment and it's always distinct and just like a lot of fun pretty sure any scene anything we saw from aquatar was just like a fish tank with like little (laughs) models blowing bubbles like little models (laughs) blowing bubbles up from it those freaking
1: bubbles man i laugh every time because that's just some hose closer to the camera I have a question. Where did we leave Dane? Oh, he's in a jar. He is in a jar. He okay, was he's recaptured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, he was good.
0: recaptured into a jar. I hate having to keep bringing
1: things up, but the
0: fact that they're bringing back these followers of um, what's Mondo? his face from Necessary oh, yeah.
1: Evil? Yeah.
5: No, oh. no, no. In Power oh. Rangers. Yes. I know exactly. uh, oh.
1: The Anointed? Yeah. The Anointed. Yeah. yeah.
0: They're bringing back um, uh, Vox. Vox. Right? Yeah. The, the big guy, the big strong guy. And, and these Harrison. are like. Mm-hmm yeah garrison vox yeah and these are the followers of of, of vox that they're the ones who saw the omega rangers call like stuff like that like bringing back all this stuff from the past arcs i love it and that's what makes this comics universe feel much more alive
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i do think that we're going to get a time jump after 100 because i think that they can bring ninja in as a main character they can like do a lot more
0: oh and tie back the stuff from
4: shattered grid where we
1: saw yeah. glimpses
0: of ninja and maybe that future starts coming to pass, you know, yeah. oh,
4: man, how many Uh-oh. issues until a hundred are we 10
0: away? We're like eight away because eight away. Okay. Uh, mighty morphin 18 is legacy 92. So we're going to okay. hit it in September.
4: Cause I don't want to fast forward too much further past like Matt grooms, Rocky family. Drama going on in the series right now. Love like it. I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. I, I really want to see more of it. And fast forwarding through that would be kind of cool because you can see like his family grow up a little bit. But that would also be a good way for them to rebuild the command center into kind of you know the underground one that we yeah know a little bit. But power
0: chamber, yeah.
4: Yeah, the power chamber. Thank you.
3: Oh, that's
0: that's a good idea.
3: I'm wondering if they're. Doing- what if the charge to 100 before the time jump. Rita comes back.
4: Yeah, I mean she has to eventually.
3: She has to yeah. wedding. What if that's the? What if that's the wedding, dude? If
0: they build up to the wedding in the comic, that's gonna be freaking hilarious. I would be here yeah. for it.
4: I would also be here for it. Yeah. Yep.
1: Issue one hundred will be a Mighty Morphin issue. Yes, it's gonna be a Mighty Morphin. It'll issue.
0: be Mighty Morphin issue twenty three with the okay. current numbering.
1: I think it's just gonna be one. Big issue, and it's just going to be.
0: See you next month.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. In other words, I don't think that we're going to get a separate Power Rangers that month. I think it's just going to be one big issue.
4: A Mighty Morphin Power Rangers
1: issue.
4: Yeah. Yeah. See, this is what I love about the comics right now is like even thinking about what they could do has made us all really really excited uh-huh. and we're talking about what hasbro cook. sometimes our predictions don't even pan
0: out
1: and, and i'm fine. fine with that yeah. i'm
4: fine with that do something different i don't like i'd be happy with that too but go back to wild west rangers make a whole arc out of that yeah. Do it. i dare you <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: i would I love some time you. travel some shenanigans yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah 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 but like that's what i'm saying it's like we're all really excited about literally anything they could do Whereas kind of some of the other stuff, like talking about Hasbro or the toys or what they're doing with Netflix, everyone's like a little dour, like, oh, what yeah. are they going to do? Whereas the comics were all like, they could do anything, they could give us anything, yep. and that's so such a good place to be in the fandom, is reading the comics right now.
0: You know what I miss from the comics? I miss the
2: annuals. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. I miss yeah. the
0: annuals. I
2: miss the short stories. I, I miss that. I was just going to say, maybe issue 100 will be like a like an annual or anniversary special or whatever, you know? I know it wouldn't be an anniversary special, but that sort of big book, multi-story
1: thing.
0: I would love it if it was like a 100-page comic or something. When like. yeah. does
1: issue 100 come out? Uh, yes. Does it come out during the 30th anniversary? No, or like it, it literally
0: no. comes out September of this year. Okay.
4: I mean, Ryan and Matt were two-thirds of Supermassive. They've already done this together. You know what I mean? They've already collaborated for a huge, amazing get-together kind of issue. I can absolutely see them pulling it off again, even without Cal Higgins or even with Cal Higgins. I don't know.
2: Just have an issue where, or not even an issue, but like, you know, a big book where everyone who has worked on Power Rangers comes back and does a short story. I think that would be cool. That would be cool too, yeah. Yeah. So everyone that has had some sort of involvement in the 100 issues come back either, you know, draw a page or, you know, a whole story or whatever. I think that would be really fun.
1: A short story that would have to do definitively with the Mighty Morphin team or with all the different teams? Because I like when they involve the different teams. I
2: Mm -hmm. think, yeah, just, just short stories maybe to do with characters that aren't necessarily in the story anymore. Yeah, um, but have played a part. So may- maybe an Ernie story. Why not? He doesn't get much to do.
4: Or maybe so, a Soul Ranger story. If issue 100 is all about Ernie. Oh,
2: I would laugh. Oh. I would laugh so
0: hard. Yeah. I, that would be awesome. Yeah. To go back to your point, Tyler, that's why I love the comics so much is there's so much doom and gloom about, Oh, what's Hasbro doing with the toys or the TV show or whatever. And the comics, like talking with you guys and imagining the possibilities that they could do with the comics because they can do anything with the comics. And Hasbro is letting them do anything with the comics. Ryan Parrott even said that exploring Lord Zed stuff wouldn't have happened under Saban because for whatever reason, Haim Saban had like this lock and key. Like you can't do anything with these characters.
1: What other things would they be unable to do under Saban's thumb other than that?
0: I don't know. No. I just, think, I just think the big El Eltar tar Lord Zed, I-, I think that was kind of locked away, but now they've Hasbro basically approves anything as long as it's a good story. Yeah.
4: And I mean, I don't think they would have been able to do evil El- Eltarians. tarians under Saban.
5: Oh, you know, Saban yeah.
4: really, at the beginning of Power Rangers, established Eltar as a world of wise wizards who are watching over everyone kind of good. And now they they've kind of wrong. taken it, yeah. uh, you know, and in, if you guys have read Invincible, kind of in an yes. Invincible angle yep. where they're these long-lived aliens who many think they're doing good, but they're really conquerors because they just overpower everything in their path. I don't think they would have been able to do all of that under Saban.
1: Right now, I mean, like, I'm not watching Dino Fury, I'm not watching the show, but, like, right now, like, the comics is what's having holding my power into your attention, mm-hmm. full mm-hmm. stop.
3: And I, I want to add this in, too, like, mom, if you're listening, you hear the hype. You, you hear it, right? I hope you hear the hype from all our voices. Get started on that trailer. Get started on that promo. I don't care who you got to pay. If you got to bring JDF back, whatever the beef is, I don't care. Bring as many people back as you need to hype this charge to 100 up.
4: Yeah, hype they really it.
2: need to. Hype it up. Hype I it mean, up. get
4: David Fielding. Yeah, get him oh to God. read over any line as Zordon, and fans would jump at it.
2: I was going to bring up uh, David Fielding because there's one page um in an issue i can't remember i, I screenshotted it but um i can't remember which one it was but uh he he gives it like a monologue and he says eltar has been led astray by mad by man. man you have murdered the innocent and preyed upon the very worlds you swore to protect yep. there's your trailer narration right yeah. there.
3: let me say this also eric you were there yep to see the live reading of shattered grid. When I tell you that room exploded,
0: I had tears in my eyes because it was so well done. Like people were cheering and like, it was literally like two minutes of people cheering after David feeling read that line. It was the energy in that room just to have him voice Zordon again. And it was dialogue from the comics. The comics have such great material that, yeah, I'm, this this charge to 100 was in a press release that boom like don't do a press release do make oh. if you're charging oh. to 100
2: let's get some comic sales going it's a big thing getting to 100 as well like no comic nowadays does that like none they all they all start from number one again i mean powering just did but it got a fair amount of issues before it did yeah but, you know like barely any comic series now reach 100 so it's a big deal it's a big deal
4: Yes. It is, and the other thing is like the comics are still MMPR, and as we know, where it comes like you know toy sales and where they're focusing a lot of their well, their products are MMPR focus, and it's annoying. Right. But if you draw it from the comics, then it's exciting because I remember like the cell shaded Pink Ranger they released. Everyone was like, "Why? Yeah, this is this yeah. is boring. Why do we need this?" And then you know we get the color swapped red and yellow from the comics. Everyone's like. Yes, absolutely. And arguably, that was the easier one to do. Mm -hmm. You know, the cell shaded was completely kind of repainted something very, very different. Whereas they just kind of swapped the colors and the helmets for red and yellow. But that just spoke to people so much more while still playing into the... I'm sure there's lots of like market analysis that MMPR still sells a lot more than other seasons. And it still ties into that. I just, I, I don't understand why the comics are some of the best part of the power rangers brand right now the
0: comics have gone me through ninja steel the comics have gone me through <laughs> like <laughs> some bad years of power rangers content yeah. yeah and that is what is keeping my interest in this whole 2022 where we barely got any news for anything live action power rangers the comics have been keeping me going except
1: for universe you a little. Bit. We gotta stop clouding on it. Like I
4: said at the beginning so of, of, of the of the podcast, even Universe, it, w- it was a swing and a miss, but they swung for the fences. But those yeah. Dan Mora covers. The covers are good. The covers swing.
1: are the best part. Yep.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those, those covers are
1: magical. They slap.
3: Just think about it like this. If you're a random person who just went to a comic book shop and you saw that cover and you didn't know what that series was, you're going to pick it up because you're going to think you're going to get a bunch of different cameos, and boy, you're going to be disappointed when you're, you're going to open up
1: that <laughs> and be like, what am I? What is happening? You're <laughs> going to expect
4: Shattered Grid, be like, what is this? And then Google right. it, and you're like, oh, there is a Shattered Grid. I'm going to pick that up instead. Yeah. yeah.
1: All right. Well, anything else with with this arc? No, the arc was awesome. Eltarian War was tight storytelling.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: And it delivered on the title, too. It yeah. was a war. It, it was a war. whole out alien invasion war going on
2: um, after unlimited power where i was a bit down because i was like oh i'm not really feeling this anymore altarian war like brought me back in I'm, I'm pumped to read the next story whatever it is i've got no idea what it is it's just charge to 100. no idea but i'm hyped for it so yeah
5: yeah i
3: also want to circle back to you know better type storytelling this was like yeah i mean it was like six right this is how i like my events keep it keep it short keep it quick tell a tell a good story you don't need all these tie-ins that's all i care about everything
0: had meaning it was eight issues over four months that was very
3: tight very so that that's all that's what comic books are missing now a lot of comic book events excuse me a lot of comic book publishers they see event and they stretch it out with one shots tie-ins no bro give me the story this is a good example of that people need more to this classic form of storytelling.
2: Every panel mattered. There were multiple panels yeah. of Zed saying nothing. It was just a close-up of his face. But it was a bit like uh Darth Vader in Revenge, or not Revenge of the Jedi, Return of the Jedi, where he's just looking at Luke, looking at Emperor. It was a bit like that. So every literally panel with mattered. his own
4: eyes, because he had his like visor broken. You could see he did yeah. have that moment.
2: Yeah. So yeah, every panel mattered, and I really appreciated
0: that. This was a great arc. I just loved everything about it. And definitely if our listeners have not heard the interview with Ryan Parrott, where we literally break down this whole arc, it's definitely required listening. I can't thank Ryan enough for sitting almost three hours with me talking about uh, this arc. And he really goes into detail in a lot of the choices that they make. So... Uh, definitely check that episode out. He's also just a delightful person. Yeah, he's just, yeah, he's he nice.
1: He's awesome. Mm-hmm. He's just such a delightful person. Like he, he just, you know, I met him at New York comic con in 2019 and like, we just sat down we talked and stuff and we've talked on Twitter and he's just such a, he's just such a delightful human being.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to go to our Ranger nation answers where yes, we're recording a new comics review episode and we want to hear your thoughts on Eltarian war. Did it live up to your expectations Did you enjoy the event? And on Twitter, Ash at Deoxy360 said, This story arc was amazing. This might be my favorite Power Rangers comic event so far. There are too many favorite moments for me to list off. But one thing I enjoyed is how this arc managed to hit all the emotional and amazing character moments and set up for later events. I 100% agree with that. We got Aquiel Antonio, who said, I loved it. And also my wife, who normally isn't into comics, binge the whole thing in a few days. It is tied for best arc along with Necessary Evil because it still has some elements that were started in Necessary Evil.
1: Yeah. When an event is good, you can tell it's really good when it has you like really looking forward to what's next and that you can mm-hmm. just pick it up and just see it, read it all in one go.
0: Adam at Little adam 87 said, It was a fantastic event. Many plot threads that had been built up in previous issues finally paid off, the most satisfactory of those being the showdown and team up between Zed and Zordon. In the end, their relationship is a painful one. Glad to have seen it fleshed out. And uh, Jesse Elias at Ziltrax Millennium said, I agree, that stuff was insane. This is why I love this franchise and these comics.
1: You know what's interesting? You see that like Zordon really doesn't want his Rangers to repeat the same mistakes mm-hmm. that he did in terms of like mm-hmm. infighting and all that with Grace and with Matt and with the Omegas and everything. Like he really doesn't want the Rangers to make those same mistakes. They yeah. doesn't give a f- about the minions. <laughs> so like there's, <laughs> there's like there's like a flip side in terms of like teamwork messaging there. Yeah. If that makes sense. Oh yeah. yeah.
4: It's like what we touched on with like being a parent. You know, yeah. you don't want your kids to make the same mistakes you have. Exactly.
0: Billy Jean White Jr. at Basic Understore Baca W said, The Alterian War was overall a success in my eyes. The combination between Zordon and corresponding flashbacks with the character-driven main story worked well. The big moments lived up to the hype and included some solid storytelling, as well with Tommy and Matt finally coming together, 10 out of 10. The ODPH podcast at OD Parlay Hour said instant classic Zordon walking on the moon to confront Zed is an iconic moment. Josh at Crimson Sooner said spicy take. It was an okay arc. There was some pretty awesome moments with Zed and Zordon, but it really felt like they were just setting up the next arc in the bin. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I joke. And on Facebook, Damon Robinson said, yes, I would put this arc up there with Shattered Grid as my favorite crossover in the Ranger comics. Zartus was just as ruthless as Lord Zed. So at the time of this episode's release, Mighty Morphin and Power Rangers issue 18 have already been released. As always, you can find print copies of this these issues at your local comic shops. Uh, you can use comicshoplocator.com to find the nearest one to you. Or I'm not even going to include this. Like Boom Studios web store, I don't know what is up with their store, but they haven't updated for back issues since Mighty Morphin and Power Rangers issue 12. So they haven't done any from this arc. So you're not going to find it except trades. Yeah, I I don't know what's up with their web store, but digital copies can be purchased from content providers like Comixology, iBooks, Google Play and Kindle. And then finally, for the month of May, uh, Mighty Morphin issue 19 will be released on May 11th. Power Rangers issue 19 on May 18th and Power Rangers universe issue six. The final issue will be May
1: 25th. Thank God. Final (laughs) issue. You promise? You promise? (laughs) (laughs) That's what it
0: says. Well, I want to give each of you the chance to plug your socials. So uh, first off, uh, Ben,
1: you find me at Dr. Ben MD on Twitter, my nonsense and all that sort of stuff on there. Everybody, you know, stay safe keep masking indoors, get your boosters if you haven't. And thanks, Eric, for having us.
4: Absolutely. Tyler? Uh, yeah, you can find me on uh, Twitter at Stormbreaker. And um, I write articles for effingcool.com. You can find me there writing about the verse, Power Rangers, and Dungeons and & Dragons. I'd also like to plug, completely unrelated to me, the Hoopla app which is an app where you can plug in your library number and I get most of my PR comics through that app because they're uploaded pretty much the week of. So Uh it is an incredible resource and everybody support your local library.
0: I need to second that because during the pandemic, I finally got a library card and connected it to the hoopla app. I binged So many comics. I binged Invincible. Mm -hmm. I binged uh, Irredeemable. I binged so many comics and they do have Power Ranger comics there. So even if you're strapped for cash, I totally agree. The library system has made some incredible advances with, you know, all the latest internet technology, and I cannot recommend the Hoopla app enough. There's so many great books and comics that you can check out from there. So that's, that's a good recommendation. Callum.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm at PRL Collective on Twitter and Lightning Collection on Instagram. Learning about Hoopla is really sad because I live in the UK and we're quite backwards with libraries. So upsetting. Thanks for rubbing <laughs> it in, guys. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry UK. <laughs> uh.
3: And then finally, Ro. You guys can find me on Twitter, Roll of a Queen underscore. You can find me YouTube, Roll of a Queen reviews. I am very close to hitting 400 subs, so if you're listening to this and you're looking for some great, awesome, and unfiltered comic book content, come holla. And you can follow my other podcast, which is Comics Authority. Uh, we are getting ready to launch season three. We're we'll just taking a little bit of a break because we recorded 30 episodes in the span of a good couple months. So we're just taking our time. But um, we will be back and we'll be back soon. And also, Eric, thank you so much for having us. And my brother, I didn't get to say it when we were recording, but congratulations, Matt. Congratulations Thanks, on the new. Thank you so
0: much. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at TrekkieB47, also playing lunchtime gaming and some occasional weekend streams over at twitch.tv slash TrekkieB47. Absolutely, guys. Thank you for taking the time to come on to Ranger Command. I love having you guys on here talking about comics. Uh, like I said, the comics are uh, really keeping me going for uh, for Power Rangers stuff right now. So Really appreciate the talk, guys.
1: Can't wait to be back. Yeah, Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Have us for Power Rangers Universe.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That'll be... Oh.
1: (laughs) We have so much to say.
3: I will binge that.
4: If we do that issue, can we swear? Can that be the swear one? Yeah, unfiltered. I mean, you can swear
0: all the time. Oh, unfiltered. Unfiltered,
4: yeah. Just the unfiltered (laughs) review. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do that.
5: All right, guys.
0: So Ranger Nation, let us know what you think. If you have questions, email us at rangercommandpowerhour at gmail.com or check us out at rangercommand.com. We're on Twitter at rangercommandph and rangercommandpowerhour, all one word on Facebook and Instagram. And we'll catch you all in the next episode of Ranger Command. Uh, We're going to have four episodes out this month. It's going to be a crazy month. And yeah, people will understand why. So thank you for listening. And I hope you all have a, a great day. So later everyone.
1: Later.
2: Bye. Bye.
0: You've been listening to the Ranger command power hour only on the four eyed radio network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphin grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at rangercommandph. Like us on Facebook and Instagram at ranger command power hour ranger command is also on patreon become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks by pledging you are helping us make our show even better go to patreon.com slash
5: ranger command ph to learn more thanks for listening